Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from an inmate at the county jail. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. To refuse charges, press 2. Ah, oh, well, hello, Miss Lisa. How is your day going? Oh, yeah. I I can imagine being stuck in that place is quite depressing. But um, how is your mental state of mind? Are you holding up okay? All right. Well, you know, I can't really expect too much. And after all, it is jail. And that's what it's for. It's not supposed to be someplace that's pleasant. You know, years ago, people used to go to jail just to get a warm place to sleep and three meals and some medical attention. But we can't keep doing that because that's not what it's designed to do. Yeah, well, I do understand that uh, being locked up and with the minimum staff and all those other people in there, it, uh, it does kind of put a damper on stuff and it makes life really, really uncomfortable. Well, here's, here's what, okay. What, what do you do in there? What, how do you, how's your day spent? Okay. So you color and then I'm sure you don't color for you know, 12 hours or whatnot. Um, <clears throat> it's just more or less <clears throat> yeah well you just pace your cell you just walk around in there oh my goodness well you know I know they have positions available in the jail where you can um You can, yeah, okay, so you did apply, and you heard nothing, they're just ignoring you? Well, how long have you been in there? Oh, my goodness, you think after three months they would tell you what the what the holdup is. You, one of the things about mental well-being is keeping your mind occupied if it just sits there with nothing to entertain it it, it's gonna it's gonna cause a lot of of, uh, issues for you and it could very well affect your health okay good good yeah keep keep on trying you can't you can't sit there and just be ignored you know bang on the drum let them know that you are there and you don't appreciate what's going on I'll look into it, but I've, I've heard that uh, because of the minimum staff, you know, it's harder for them to keep an eye on, on things. And you are in there for a violent crime. And even though we're all innocent until proven guilty, they might think that if you got into a position and escaped, you know, publicly, it would look really bad. Yeah, I know that it's all this public attention and this the way they look. And as an advocate, we 
we praise the way they they look when it's a positive and they're doing positive stuff and they're following their policies we look for ways to fight this whole thing okay you have 60 seconds remaining all right good and uh, you know with your support it's going to do fantastic that that's the way i look at it okay I, I'll, I'll see if i can contact the jail officials and uh maybe get an answer and see why it is that they would rather have you pacing your cell than working in the laundry room or helping out in the kitchen or even you have 30 seconds remaining janitorial work or something yeah we have some companies out here that do hire ex-cons and you know people who are formerly incarcerated and they're trying to work with folks and and they should do that in there too it it, it it's part of the rehabilitation good good i'm glad you're you're maintaining your sanity with all the conditions that's going on over there so keep it up thank you for using inmate call goodbye hello welcome to inmate call i am your host joel wilborn and this is based on a telephone call i had with uh, an inmate at the local jail and this is pretty much what she told me she i was just trying to get an idea of what conditions were like in the in the, the jail and how she was holding up her mother is a friend of mine. She's just a teenager, and this is uh, overwhelming to her. So, you know, one of the things she said is she knows a lot of people that's in there, so she can talk with folks. But you know, after three months, there's just so much you can do. And I strongly believe in mental well-being. I believe that if a person can keep sanity. They have a better chance of coping with the day-to-day stresses of life. And the fact that they gave up on that is just a... It's very depressing. And it causes folks to either seek medical help or maybe take matters into their own hand, which could be anything, you know, commit more crimes or suicide. And so uh, sitting in a cell most of the day is not healthy. I don't care how you look at it. And she said she paces. And this is what I was actually told by my friend is that she colors to, to pass the time and she paces in her cell. And picture that. Picture a teenager walking back and forth in a jail cell. And hopefully that gives you an idea of what these jails are like. And yes, I'm 100% behind a jail being an unpleasant place. We don't want people saying, you know, it's it's cold out here. I think I'm going to go beat somebody up so I can go to jail where it's warm I can get a good meal 
it's 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 not a a room at the Holiday Inn. Yet, it is a place where not only do we take people off the street to protect citizens, to protect them. It's also a place where we want to take who we know has been arrested and who's in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, someone that we suspect has committed a crime. I'm not going to say this person did because a jail isn't necessarily a place with a bunch of guilty people. It's a holding cell for court and, and uh, investigations. So, uh, what I am concerned about with this is that there are certain things we should do to try to help the folks. We don't want them to go back to jail. We don't want them to go to prison, and we don't want any more crime to be committed. We need to try to reduce the the rising rate of crime and. Keeping people out on the street that、uh, have had multiple reports filed on them for criminal activity, and if these people continue to commit crimes, it's not a good, healthy thing for anybody. And the one thing I notice about jails is there's all kinds of different reasons people are in there. I, I went to jail. I wasn't guilty. And that's why I was released. But while I sat in there, I learned a lot, and I took that as a big learning opportunity. Talked to people, asked questions, looked at literature, and for me, they treated me as if I knew what was going on. You know, I, I should have walked in there and gotten a list of what was expected. And I'm pretty sure my friend had that happen as well. She got in there, and it's like, oh, here's another person that's coming back to jail, and. They assume she knows all of the rules. She wants to work. She wants to keep herself busy, pass the time until her court date, and she puts in requests to get a job. And she's seeing people come in after her, and after just maybe three or four days, these people run off and get a job. And that's not much of a job, you know, in a jail. Mainly, it's just something to do. And.、Um, A way to、uh, keep their sanity and keep them out of trouble and 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 keep them busy, so that、uh, deviant thoughts don't start flowing through their mind. Let's face it. Imagine if you were sitting at home all day long, and it could just because you you were laid off from your job and and you're sitting at home doing nothing, just pacing back and forth. Maybe. Getting a coloring book and some color pencils and coloring stuff. You know, imagine doing that every day, and then putting in for a job and hearing nothing. Nobody calls you back. Nobody acknowledges that they got your your information, and you can't go anywhere. You're just sitting at home, and and you're looking for a job that you can do because you're stuck at home. And I have another concern too, because the penal system isn't protecting people from drugs, illegal contraband, and they're not 
protecting people from diseases like COVID. And I have a friend who's in a children's center and she caught COVID. And, you know, when I was talking to this teenager, I told her, you know, have you had COVID? Have you had your vaccinations? And she said she's really good at not, not getting diseases. And usually the young folks are. Their bodies have some really good immune systems. And so she's not overly concerned about uh, catching the disease. But that's not to say that she's immune to it. That's not to say she won't catch it. So I, uh, I'm definitely keep an eye on that because I don't want her to get caught up in the illegal drugs and I don't want her to get so sick that she could have some uh, life damaging um, effects to her body. So the thing I'm concerned about with this call and the actual the actual real life call is jails are a little bit different from the prison. There's uh, most of the people don't stay there very long. You know, they'll come in, they'll go to trial, and then they'll go to the prison or they'll get released. Some get bailed out, and even though my friend's on a million dollar bail, yeah, there's a possibility she could be bailed out. So that's different from the prison. And uh, she has a little bit, a little more freedom in the jail. But jails tend to get crowded, and uh, jails are limited on on who they hire. Usually, it's people within the county. Whereas a prison is pretty much across the state. And uh, jails, at least you can you have a better chance of contacting people the jails all across the United States don't ban me I haven't been banned from any of the the jails I've been banned from the prisons in the state but not the the jail so I can I do a lot of communicating with the jails and the same thing goes with pretty much I guess any complaint in the universe they, you know, the food has its issues, the medical attention has its issues, the um, living conditions. There's just basic stuff people complain about. And when I remind folks, you are locked up. It's easy to say that for the, the prisons and the correctional centers. It's difficult to say that for the jail because I don't know if this person sitting in jail is guilty. I don't know that because they haven't been to trial yet. So I can't say you you have to deal with this. This is just comes with the territory of committing a crime because I don't know. And I'm thinking a jail should be a little more accommodating because this is people who are suspected of a crime. And even though the arresting officials may say, you know, this person is definitely driving drunk, no doubt in their mind, it doesn't mean the person is guilty. 
that has to be determined in a court of law with a chance for the people, both sides, to do, to present their case and and giving the uh, defendant a chance to view all the evidence and question all the witnesses and present his side of the story. So, uh, what I would like to happen in a jail is if the people can work and they're willing to work, let them work. If they uh, don't like cellmate, you know, there's conflict going on in there, maybe they're verbally fighting or physically fighting or just treating each other with disrespect, there's plenty of people in the jail to switch the, the cells around. I mean, my, my teenage friend, she is in a cell by herself and she's happy because she said the person that was in there before treated her like she was some demonic angel or something. And she felt like maybe this girl was just going to flip out on her. But we don't know. Usually the jail is the first place we get a chance to see the mental state of folks. You know, is this person just out to inflict harm on other people and himself? Or is he hungry and stole a loaf of bread? And his financial situation, his living conditions are not ideal. And he feels that the only way out of it is to commit crimes. Not very well because he got caught. But... Is that what's going on? This is our first look at folks. And what about those of just mistaken identity? What if a woman said this man attacked me and it really wasn't him, but she just, in her mind, she thinks that's the person. And that person sitting in, in jail, pacing a cell, and not getting uh, proper medical attention, let's say. So if we if we want to end this cycle, we need to assess the person. You know, for a long time they're saying that guns, people using guns and firearms and, and shooting folks is the leading cause of death for young people. Well, that's not ground in stone. Slowly, fentanyl is picking up. Drug overdoses, accidents, and the automobile have never gone away. And I, I, I think that's something that we could actually grind in stone, even though there's no guarantee that it will be the leading cause of death. You know, in the future, there's a lot of people that die in cars, and banning cars isn't going to solve anything. And we've already banned fentanyl. And if we've got people that are so addicted to fentanyl and then they get caught buying it and thrown in jail, shouldn't that be a red flag? Instead of defunding the police, shouldn't we offer more services to uh, check on the well-being of folks? I mean, we, we know this person who's sitting in jail has an issue. Wrong place, wrong time, mistaken identity, uh, saying something that implies guilt. You know, something happened to get the person arrested. 
hopefully it didn't just police officers didn't just walk down the street and pick somebody up. You know, that's definitely a crime, and that's what criminals do. They'll they prey on folks and they just find somebody they just take it to the week and go. But that's the first place we see them. And we know the person needs to be uh, dealt with on an individual basis. And I know standard procedures for a person to get arrested and then they interview them, try to figure out what, where to put them. Maximum, minimum, isolation. You know, or is, is the person in there for writing a bad check or identity theft or selling drugs? And if the person says, yes, I did this, we could ask, you know, how, how can we help you? How can we get this cycle to stop? So I look at jail a little bit different from prison. And I'd like to concentrate on that a little bit more since I deal with a whole lot of people in the jail. Let's just work together and find the real cause of our problems. We can rally around firearms. We can rally around drug addiction. We can rally around alcoholism. Everybody has a different reason to commit crime. So if it's 10 people sitting in prison, there's 10 different reasons they're in there. There's 10 different causes. And we need to deal with it on an individual basis. People are important. Their lives have meaning. And with a shortage in workers out there we have some companies that will actually hire folks who have had um, past convictions and these people do very well they're committed they want to work they want to earn money and they want to prove to themselves and to their family that they're not the bad person that the general public makes them out to be So they have a really good reason to prove themselves in there. And then there's others that just don't care. And we're never going to completely get rid of jails. We're never going to completely get rid of correctional centers and prisons because of folks like that. But those are the ones who need to be there because they just flat out don't care. And with all the resources we have and, and all the help we offer, they just don't care. But for those who do, they should be given a second chance. That's extremely important. Folks sitting in jail should not be pacing their cell. And they should not be wasting their lives away, even for a week. Let's talk with them. Let's hire the resources, hire the personnel, train the people to help folks help themselves and believe in themselves. Well, thanks for tuning in. Have yourself a wonderful day and go out and make beautiful memories for tomorrow.